Today we'll open this by saying, Sparty, Michigan State, we're all with you today. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, gang. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Locked On Huskers. We appreciate you making Locked On Huskers your first watch. Listen each and every single day. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. We're going to ask you to do us a favor. Go down there and subscribe. We're close to 1,000. We should be over. I know Husker Nation. You guys are supposed to rally for this. Um, let's get it over 1,000, and then let's see what numbers we can get to. But like, subscribe, share, follow if you would, please. I want to thank the folks from FanDuel. This episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, um, official sportsbook of Lockdown Sports. Make every moment more. You can go to FanDuel.com slash Lockdown uh, today to get started. I wanted to get into the, to, to the space today because – we're at that season where the, the, the conference changes and there's movement in the offseason. And the Big Ten Conference has added two opponents. And if you thought of Nebraska versus its rivals, right, those closest in proximity being Iowa, the first one that pops to mind, and then the elites of the, of the conference, uh, Ohio State and Michigan come to mind. Uh, similarity in program style and type, Wisconsin comes to mind. People that uh, you don't mind traveling to and, and, and being in the shared space with those other folks, Indiana and folks come to mind. But expansion changes things, and its very purpose is to change how you think about and how you do business in the Big Ten Conference. Enter. USC. Enter UCLA. And we'll start this this first segment and we'll talk about the Bruins, uh, University of California at Los Angeles. Uh, there is some, uh, some history for these two programs. It's, it's a weird pairing in normal styles of play. There's usually the, the more athletic graceful uh, UCLA Bruin type of football. They, they, they used to be able to run the ball to you, but then they went to quarterbacks who could sling it around. Um, and the level of their success in the 60s, 70s, and 80s versus what it's become in the Pac-12, well, now moving to the Big Ten and having the advantage of being a legitimate California, Southern California team who will have some benefit when it comes to teams having to travel from the central time zone or the eastern time zone to California. They will have the disadvantage of traveling on Pacific Coast time and then going to Maryland uh, or, or Rutgers. That always affects in sports you pay attention to when teams have to jump several time zones to play. And then you think of the wear and tear, because if it's a if it's an early Saturday game, then having to fly back and do all your business uh, flying back to California, although there is an advantage uh, when it's the other way. So, And then the style and weather and in, in, in climate in both places. 
that if you're talking the difference between UCLA and Nebraska playing in Los Angeles in October and November versus playing in Lincoln in October and November. And having been around both USC and UCLA when they're with their football and baseball programs, what I can tell you is it's a big honking deal to go from Los Angeles in October, late October or early November, and then bounce them in to Lincoln, Nebraska, where it can be pretty, pretty chilly uh, in those final games. Now, so the scheduling will matter when those games are scheduled, but think about it this way. If you're the Big Ten Conference and you have an Ohio State versus USC matchup, where do you want that to play? Do you want that in Columbus, Ohio, or do you want that at the Rose Bowl? Do you want it in good climate and good weather? Yeah, the scheduling is supposed to be, you know, flatlined and equal, but it won't be because this is business that we're talking about. And the business side of it is that if you've got, you'd be more inclined to send UCLA into cold weather than you will USC. And as much as you say that that's not supposed to be how that works, um, I guarantee you, you're going to look at those early schedules and go, wow, that was convenient. We have some Rose Bowl history with the major programs, right? So you can think of Ohio State versus USC. And you can think of them in the Rose Bowl. You can think of Michigan and 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 Ohio and, and USC in, in, in the Rose Bowl. You can think of them in meaningful games. But what happens for Maryland to go from basically from you know BWI or or, or or Reagan National all the way out to Los Angeles? And then those games have to almost be later in the day for them to have the real business value that you need for them to have. And if it's going to be by a bi-coastal game, you need both coast ratings to, to, to get into this space for it to matter. Now, the history is, is in the recent history with U, uh, US, UCLA and uh, Nebraska, a couple of interesting things. The very last visit, or the very last meeting, uh, 2014, 2015. Now, they've played 13 times. Six times in Lincoln, six times in Los Angeles, one one time neutral. The last meeting was neutral in uh, Santa Barbara. Not really neutral. Still California. But, hey, for the sake of the discussion. Uh, Nebraska is 4-2 and two versus UCLA in Lincoln. They're 2-4 and four <laughs> against them in Los Angeles. Uh there's some interesting names in this space when you start, start to think about those those matchups, right? So if you went back to uh, 2015, uh, a 21-21 halftime score, Nebraska outscores UCLA 16-8 in the second half. Divino Zigbo goes for 87. Uh, that UCLA team, uh, Nebraska was quarterbacked up by Tommy Armstrong. He went 12 of 19. Uh, for 174 yards and a touchdown. On the other side, uh, the chosen one, Josh Rosen, led the UCLA Bruins 
threw for three uh, three touchdowns, 26 of 41 for 319 yards. Uh, Jordan Westerkamp led the, the Huskers in receiving uh, to go with the Zigbos uh, rushes. Uh, but this was a game that could have been won by either team, and the game was being held in, in, in Santa Clara, so weather was not an issue. But Nebraska rushed uh, for 326 yards that day, 500 yards in total offense. Uh, and that was required. Every bit of it was required to settle UCLA's uh, passing attack. And it was supposed to be one of those days where uh, in the in the Foster Farms Bowl, <laughs> which I'm sorry, that's hilarious to me, that, that these two teams, these two great programs played in the Foster Farms Bowl. Put on a pretty good game, uh, that being said. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, seven and six. It pretty equal uh, in the space. Both teams winning uh, four games at home. Um, I don't think that USC has the same sort of warm and fuzzy feeling when it comes to Nebraska. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the reasons why when we come back. Quite frankly, I'm just letting you know. It's not as equal and is not as, as fun. Uh, Built Bar is the sponsor we're going to talk to you about. So what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. 100% real chocolate. And they come in uh, unbelievable flavors, uh, flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond are just a few. Try Built Bar. Ah, uh, yeah. Pretty good stuff. We'll throw it a break. We'll talk about those Trojans, those Trojans from Southern California when we come back. Welcome back to Lockdown Huskers, and we want to thank the folks uh, from from Lockdown College Basketball. A couple of things. Uh, first of all, thank you uh, for making Lockdown Huskers your first listen today. The second listen should be Brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. So jump on over there. Isaac Shade, and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the floor. Um, plus, you'll hear from big name coaches, uh, big name players, and you'll get more information throughout the college basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube or however you podcast, whatever way you want to do it, however you get it down. Do that. Um, again, take a quick moment and shout out and send our thoughts and 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 and. Deepest regards to the folk of Michigan State. Um, no program should have to go through this. Uh, but here we are, and hopefully we learn. Um, but we're all standing with you folks in East Lansing today. Um, adding to the conversation, new additions to the, to the Big Ten Conference. And it's just weird because when you think of Big Ten – you think cold weather, you think uh, big farm-fed offensive linemen, you think quarterbacks who who, who play close to the vest. Uh, sometimes scoring is your scoring challenge with the exception of Ohio State and Michigan who seem to sling it around better than everybody else. And those two programs are the two programs that match up best with the new new teams that are coming in because they're familiar and they've been measured by them before. Again, the Rose Bowl matchups between Michigan, Ohio State, uh, throw Wisconsin in there with USC and UCLA more than all the other Pac-10, Pac-12 teams uh, 
that come to mind because those are the teams that made those Rose Bowls the most. The most. That's who it was. Those are the five teams who make up the bulk of the, of, of the Rose Bowls over the you know the last you know fifty years. But here comes the Trojans to the Big Ten Conference, and again the advantage is that they're used to playing being the big target on somebody's schedule. This is not new for USC to have new folks circle you on the calendar and says, can't wait to play uh, USC, can't wait to play uh, in the Rose Bowl, can't wait to be in Southern California. What it also adds and shares is an opportunity for them to recruit in the middle of the country again. Because they'll be seen, and I, I want to point this out, if you're a recruit who, who matches both UC, USC and Nebraska, and you show games from those various sta- uh, stadiums in November, there is a portion of the recruiting base that's going to see USC's home game with the sunshine and those fantastic sweater outfits and the the, the, the Trojan horse and the music, and they're going to go, man, that's pretty appealing. <laughs> that's super attractive that I can go play in, in 65 degrees in November rather than 15 degrees. And we've been here in Lincoln in November when that weather is making a statement. So it becomes a showpiece and a showcase. Now, the matchups, the last time these two teams uh, met was in 2014. USC and a barn burning wins at 45-42. There are very few programs that you can say this. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure there's another. But Nebraska's never beat USC. USC is 4-0-1. To my, to my knowledge, they're 4-0-1 versus Nebraska. And I can't think of any other program, even with, with just a few games, a few matchups. But they met in 2014, and then they met in 20, uh, 2006 and 2007. Uh, so they had one game here in Lincoln, one game in California, and then one neutral site. Uh, of the last three. But, again, I love bowl game names back in the day. I love the Barney Cotton Bowl. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Do your thing. Do your thing. But this is where you, you, you have to start to pay attention, right? So 2014 uh, in San Diego – 2007 in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, 2006 uh, in at the L.A. Coliseum. And I'm sorry, I don't like to think of USC in the in Memorial State in uh, uh, in the L.A. Coliseum. I think of them as a Rose Bowl team because that's usually where the the USC, Ohio State, Michigan State matchups happen. So that's how I see them. And people will you know forgive me for not wanting to concede that. Uh, but this was a Kessler. Uh, this was the Steve Sarkeesian Trojans, and this was a game where uh, Cody Kessler 
had quite the game. Uh, Nebraska, they got a big, USC got a big, Nebraska made a comeback, got within three, and then Kessler uh, put a nail in it um, for doing his thing. But uh, Nebraska, both teams finished the season at 9-4. Ah, to dream of the days of both USC and Nebraska being 9-4, and four, playing at a ball game, the nerve of, of it all. Um, but this was a Cody Kessler versus Tommy Armstrong bowl game. And the styles of play, to think, like, I'm old enough to remember USC as, as a power running, the John Robinson, John McKay, hey, uh, we're going to create a, a, a nation of Heisman Trophy winning running backs. I'm old enough to think of O.J. Simpson, Mike Garrett, Anthony Davis, uh, uh, Charles White, before the, the Reggie Bush uh, Lindell White era of where they just had the monsters. Like they had the Anthony Munozes up front and they just leaned on you with this, with, with, a, with that fullback game. And look, they're both, this is both programs that understand and value uh, fullback football. Like go back to Marcus Allen and being so good that uh, your, your future Heisman trophy winning 2000 yard rusher, almost 2000 yard rusher played fullback just to get on the field. <laughs> like this is this is what this brings back. And a part of me immediately just says, I don't care. I'm happy they're playing, but I need for the first game between USC and Nebraska to be in Lincoln in November. Don't cheat and put it in zero in week zero. Don't cheat and put it in September. Don't do it. Don't do it. Matter of fact, put it in Lincoln at night. <laughs> like I want look, and it's snowing. <laughs> I know that's that's just come on, but that's how I want this thing to play out. But the previous meetings, I mean you're talking about Kenny Bell uh having a touchdown pass. Uh uh Drew Brown uh was the kicker of note. Uh, but Tommy Armstrong had quite the day. And then you're you're, you're talking about DeMorne Pearsonell. And then the final, final play of the game uh, was fourth and three. And they tackled DeMorne for a yard. And that was the ball game. So they were competitive. Uh, they battled back and forth. But yeah. We're, 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 we're on the short clock for the days of USC versus Nebraska. And it does look – it. Doesn't mean what it did, but I'm looking forward to see what it will mean going forward. I, I know Husker fans like to travel. And if you make it easy for them to get the link from Lincoln to L.A. or Omaha to L.A., they're going to travel well. And... It wouldn't be such a bad thing to leave the snow and go to Southern California for a couple of days in, in late October, November. <laughs> but don't do that. <laughs> Not to begin with. Send Nebraska to U UCLA. But send USC to Lincoln in the cold. I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much. I'm asking for that. That's just me uh, wanting more. That's all there is. 
we'll throw it a break here. We'll come back and close out. I do want to thank the folks from FanDuel. A couple of things in play as they set up for March Madness. That four, four programs have set themselves up per FanDuel Sportsbook as the leading candidates to be number one seeds going to March Madness. The Houston Cougars. I'm not surprised. Alabama at number two, but the Alabama is actually ranked number one, so that makes sense. Purdue, even falling for number one, uh, they only dropped to number three and, and the favorites to be a number one seed. And then the Jayhawks at number four. We will see. Just outside of that, Arizona and UCLA. Speaking of the Bruins and what's going on. We haven't even gotten to the, the basketball version of, of this thing. It's going to be spectacular. We'll come back and close out Lockdown. Oh, man, you've got a bad taste in my mouth now. We I, we just found out. Welcome back to Lockdown Huskers once again. Thank you for letting us uh, be your first listener each and every single day. Uh, I We just verified and confirmed that USC – is the only team that Nebraska plays more than more, more than five times is the number we're going to put up there. Five times that Nebraska's never beaten. They're 0-4-1 against the Trojans. Come on, USC. Come, come on. We got, we got business to take care of, uh, things to take care of as well. Um, shout out to a couple of programs in this space. Uh, Fred Horberg and the Huskers. Uh, with a big win here at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Saturday. Uh, big win coming from 17 down, uh, 11 points late. Uh, they tie the game up at 61. Uh, they go into overtime and go in a 12-2 run to uh, get the win. A 12-2 run against a, a pretty rock-solid Wisconsin team. Uh, it's great to see the crowd at Pinnacle Bank Arena in full great stuff. Uh, shout out to some of the other Husker programs, Mark Manning and the wrestling program uh, with uh, back-to-back wins in the Big Ten Conference. They will host Arizona State this week. Uh, and then a big week coming up for the for the Lady Husker uh, basketball team. Um, opportunity for them uh, to move their place up uh, in the rankings and to guarantee a pretty good spot in this NCAA tournament. So, uh, again, the, to the folks in East Lansing, uh, we're all thinking of you. We're all praying for you. Uh, you deserve better than that. Um, it, 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 it's tough to, uh, to, to kind of swallow that uh, student athletes and students and community college communities have to go through this. It should not be a thing. It should not be a thing. You should be able to send your kids to college to learn and better themselves and better our communities without the risk of uh, going through something like that. Once again, to thank our folks uh, from FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook, again, more than more is it make each game more is that the proper phrasing for that i do want to say you can go to locked on uh, you can go to fanduel.com slash locked on uh you can there are all sorts of prop bets for you uh you can jump on there um i want to say this it's america's number one sports book for a reason for a reason uh before we go a little nba action just for you Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, and Denver, the four teams favored to make to the finals in the NBA based on our folks from FanDuel Sportsbook. How about that? 
lots to talk about. Hey, thanks for joining Lockdown Huskers and for allowing us uh, to be your first listen, your first watch each and every single day. Again, subscribe, like, follow. The information is right there for you. We'll do it again tomorrow for you. Have more for you. We'll talk about MJ Sherman from Georgia to Lincoln, Nebraska. We'll talk about uh, the Big Ed Center on Lockdown Huskers tomorrow. We'll close out with those three words we love so much. Go Big Red!